This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to this week's Ask Amy. This week we're talking about cyber scams. If you think you're too smart, too savvy to fall for one, think again. So this week I was talking with my colleague and friend Sophia Ojeda in the makeup room about something that recently happened to her. She got an invitation by email, her work email, asking her to be on a podcast. And it was a podcast that she listens to. She's a fan of this podcast. I'm going to let her explain this to you herself. I feel like I'm pretty smart when it comes to scams. I try to listen to your stories and, you know, try to just take the cues that are out there and little things that don't make sense and kind of red flags. And I had a few of those when I got this email, but I was so excited to be a part of this event that they were telling me about. Um, Just kind of, you know, got caught up in it. So I received an email about two weeks ago and it was from the Ashley Flowers podcast team. She's and pretty popular. Yes. And she's she does Crime Junkie, which is um, a really popular podcast. And they really go through and talk about different crimes and unsolved crimes and cold cases. Uh-huh. And the email said, hey, they want you to be part of this podcast. They want you to go on there, talk about your experience, you know, in my profession, Um, And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Wow, I'm so honored. I'm so excited. A little nervous, right? Like, why would they choose me? But I thought, hey, it could happen. Okay, so Sophia did respond to this email. She was definitely interested. She asked the person who emailed her about more information. How could she learn more? And so this person on the other end said, well, let's set up a Zoom meeting, a Zoom call, so that I can give you more details and go over this with you. She did that. And then the person that she was Zooming with explained to her that whenever they did this podcast, she was going to have to set it up as a live event on her Facebook page, that this would be one of the necessary steps so that she could share her interview and podcast with Ashley Flowers with all of her followers on Facebook. And to help Sophia figure out how to do that, he said, hey, do you want to share your screen with me, like your computer screen? And she did. Um, she did say she looked. She made sure that there's nothing up on her computer screen that he was going to see. Um, and did I mention that this opportunity, they said that it would pay up to $3,000 for her participation in this podcast. But that's not even what got Sophia's attention. Remember, she's a fan of Ashley Flowers and this um, crime, true crime podcast. That's really what hooked her and made her want to do this. So then they're playing to your, you get an opportunity to be on her podcast and to meet her and talk to her, you know, for somebody else that might, the lore might be something else, but that was enough to let you ignore all those red flags. But by the end of your first Zoom or Facebook meeting, Zoom meeting? It was a Zoom, but they had a Facebook picture up. Yeah. You had heard enough that you were suspicious. I I knew it. My gut said, 
whatever he's trying to do and get me to access my Facebook account and share my screen. Kept mm -hmm. asking to share my screen to be able to get in there. I don't know if there's a, a credit card information that I have saved in there or if he's able to just Who knows? screen grab information. I don't know. But I was like, okay, he's... He's not legit. This is not real. So the reason that I said, oh, I want to talk to you about that is because I have seen those same pitches. I thought, oh, that's that's a scam. But I don't know what about it is a scam, right? right. I don't know if by the time you get to the part where they're going to pay you, they say, oh, we're going to send you this check. And then you send so, back this over amount. Like, yeah. what is it? And so we said, hey, talk to him again. Okay, so... I asked Sophia to engage this guy again, get him back on the on Zoom, tell him that she had some other questions for him. So she did. He set up another Zoom meeting, and this time we recorded it. So when you posted, and when somebody's going to see that, it will say, like, this person was live, like, Sophia was live with Ashley. Okay. With Crime Junkie. So do you work with Ashley? Because that is so cool. I'm actually managing so many artist pages, so Ashley yeah. is also, like, one of them. Okay, okay, okay. So where are you located? I'm calling you from Dubai right now. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay, all right. And you're, like, a producer? No, I'm actually not a producer. I'm a technical guy on Facebook, and I'm, I know, like, how to do monetizations. If somebody have issues, uh, we know we do have contacts every day almost in Meta. So if there is a person, like, he violated something on Facebook, and he can't join that podcast because of his monetization issues. So we also, like, resolve these issues by talking to Meta. This is Jeffrey Brooks, exactly. Okay, Brooke. Okay. Um, so, Jeffrey, I actually messaged Ashley Flowers. I messaged Ashley Flowers podcast directly. Mm -hmm. And they told me that this email address and your name, there's no one affiliated with the Crime Junkie podcast or Ashley Flowers um, from this Did email, you from this get a name. Chance to like talk to Ashley herself? Did I talk? I, yeah, her Instagram account, correct. With, with the blue check. Okay. And what she said? And they said, this email, Ashley Flowers podcast at gmail.com is not associated with them and that it was a scam. Oh, uh, okay. That's weird. Like, we're not asking you to give us any kind of access. So what, so why would they okay, say let that? Me tell you okay, let me, let me talk to Ashley. And I will try my best in the next meeting that we were going to arrange. I will ask Ashley to join with me. Okay? Okay. And then yeah. we can continue. Is that okay? Yeah, that sounds great. I, why would they okay. say that, though? They said that they were going to forward. I don't know. I don't have any idea. Actually, I'm not in San Francisco, California right now. I'm in Dubai. I'm with my family right now. So I will have to talk with them. Because I told you, I'm not managing only Ashley's page. I'm managing so many other people's pages as well. I thought at the end when I said, hey, we told you, you know, they told us this is not real, then maybe they would fess up. Sophia, have you never been scammed? They never admit it. <laughs> never been scammed. So they never come out and say, you caught me, you're right. <sighs> Sometimes they might hang up. Right. But... We have some time. We're going to follow up. We're going to let people know if he does, in fact, get back in touch with you and say, hey, I've set up this next Zoom interview and Ashley Flowers is going to be there to vouch for me. He did say that. Over under. Believe it. Is that going to happen? He said Ashley will be here with us. Ashley's not going to be here with us. <laughs> but we are going to bring it to you if it does happen. Yeah.
Yeah. I'm still so disappointed. Hey, guess what? That guy never got back in touch with her. And neither did Ashley Flowers. So when we come back, a cybersecurity expert is going to help us break down what's really going on here, what this person was really after trying to lure Sophia into this podcast opportunity. And he's going to explain all sorts of cybercrime and cyber scams so that you don't fall for them. We'll be right back. Welcome back to this Ask Amy episode about cybersecurity. It's time we brought in an expert. This is Tim Howard with Fortify Experts. Thanks so yes. much for joining us. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about Fortify Experts and about yourself so that we kind of know who we're getting all this wisdom from. Well, thanks. Um, we actually are a cybersecurity company here in Houston. We work with corporations to help them uh, find the right people, mm -hmm. uh, as well as implement the right technologies and the processes to kind of simplify cybersecurity and address that. Yeah, I mean, I will tell you, when we do these stories sort of on an individual level, like in the case that Sophia's having, or if somebody's hacked, I find it difficult to find an expert who deals directly just with consumers, you know, like mm -hmm. like your company. It's, it's mostly for businesses and companies. But can you tell me, because we still don't know, what the scammer in like Sophia's case, I mean, what is that about? We still don't know exactly what they were after. Yeah. Often um, what scammers are looking for is either money mm -hmm. or influence. So somebody that has a wide variety of uh, followers and such like that, they might have just wanted access into her account mm -hmm. or into her laptop so that they could start moving around within that laptop, maybe looking for banking information or how can they exploit her and uh -huh. even sometimes blackmail. Oh. So uh, you really have to be careful because sometimes what they're doing is they'll gather more information. It could be in there for months before they actually execute their plan. So, so the victim would never necessarily correlate or make the connection yes. between, oh, that Zoom I did three or four months ago with, you know, a bank account being hacked. Yes, exactly. And in fact, I had one uh, the other day that... Uh, gosh, you know, sometimes I should probably practice what I preach, <laughs> right? So, but it was, it was kind of hilarious in a way that I got this email and, you know, it was from one of the grocery stores that I shop at often and it was, hey, this rewards program uh -huh. and we're going to send all of this stuff to you. And what... <laughs> You know, it, it looked very legit. Yeah. I said, all you have to do is pay for shipping. I'm like, okay, great. So I click on it. Of course, I should have looked at all the links like you would normally look. And um, I paid like $8 for, I think it was a bunch of Tupperware. Not like I needed Tupperware. <laughs> you fell for the Tupperware. I don't know what it was. Um, and so uh, I end up actually seeing on my phone that the charge went through. And I was like, okay. I started having second thoughts. 10 minutes later, I got another charge, another like a $20 charge. Uh, and then 10 minutes later, the bank calls me and says, did you make this charge? I'm like, I wanted oh, the Tupperware. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, have been, I have been hacked, yeah. you know, or uh, fooled. And so sure enough, we had to do a new credit card. But the, the point of that is that they made the mistake by doing it rapid. Uh huh. If they had waited three or four days, I would have never put those two together. Right. And they could have just continued, you know, and so you just have to continue to be very diligent. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I suggest to everybody is 
set your phone up where you've got every single transaction that it texts you on. So that um, you know when things are happening and you can immediately stop it. Because credit card companies will work with you. And Uh we're, one thing that I've come to the conclusion of, there's three things that that we can't avoid. One is death. The second one is taxes. (laughs) And and the third one is being cyber scammed. Yeah. It's going to happen to all of us. Really? And and it happened to you. Um, Yes. and I will say that, you know, when the scammers get more clever, we think like, oh, you know, we're going to do multi-factor authentication and we're going to do all these things. And so then when somebody throws that back at us, like, oh, your account has been hacked, then it seems yes. pretty legit. That yes. can be a scam, too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I'll say that, you know, cybersecurity is really more of a mindset change. So we think about... Um, uh, all the, the things that we need to do and the technologies that we need to do, it's really more about how we think about um, all, you know, the emails that we get in and, and all of the actions that happen that are coming at us because, you know, these thieves, I'll call them thieves because that's really what they are, they're, they're actually hired by corporations. Um, there's hundreds of these people over in the other, you know, Russia and China, that they're really well funded mm-hmm. and they're surfing all your social profiles, trying to learn stuff about you so that their scams are more realistic uh, so that you actually fall for them. Yeah. And it's no longer just about if you click on the wrong link. Usually it's a secondary thing. So they'll contact you personally uh-huh. and say, I'm going to send you a link. Right. And now you've authorized them to send you a link. And when it comes in, you're like, okay, I'll click on that. Because I talked to that person. Yes. They're not a stranger yes. anymore, right? That's exactly right. And so this is, it's like a two-tier scam and they're way more successful because most of us have gotten pretty good about not clicking links. Uh-huh. But if somebody sends you something, all of a sudden it's a lot easier to click on those That links. you were expecting or that you authorized. Yeah. And, and another mindset change that um, I would suggest is forget about the cute passwords that you all have, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, I used to use uh, what I call the dead cat, you know, and we've had a lot of cats. Or, uh, <laughs> and, you know, they passed away. And so we always have like a name or an address and we can't combine those things. The problem is that when you reuse a password, uh-huh. it will, uh, when a company gets breached that you use that out, well, now that uh, password and your login information is out on the dark web. Yeah. And so these thieves will go out and you'll pick up that password and start using it at on different accounts, just seeing if you have an account there. Right. And and I got scammed again and again. I uh, I, I try and preach, uh, do what I preach, but sometimes you get lazy. Yeah. And one of them was a Ticketmaster account that uh-huh. I have. I haven't used the account in a long time and. I apparently I had an old password in there that I'd reused and I, I received the other day a uh, change of a phone number on that account. And mm. so I thought that was kind of curious. And sure enough, I logged into the account and somebody had gone and changed the phone number, which means that now they were taking control. So I had to go back and reset the password. Before so, anything happened? You before anything it. happened. But you just have to be really mindful. They'll always look when, when a weird change happens on one of your accounts. Yeah. Immediately change those passwords. So my suggestion is 
start allowing your computer to use its own password generators or uh -huh. or maybe even the authenticators. You'll see Microsoft and Google have uh, their own authenticators. Yeah. And we're trying, uh, the world is trying to move to what we call password passwordless society. Uh -huh. So you'll see some of your applications that no longer use passwords, but they'll send you a code and then you link in every time you log in, they send you a code right? and you don't even need a password anymore. Yeah. That's actually more secure than trying to use a password. Right. And that's fantastic because actually we know technology is smarter than we are until scammers figure out a way to to hack that, but the whole letting these sites and, and your computer create or generate passwords for you, I think I explained to you the reason that I don't usually do that is because I say no, because then when I log on at work or on my phone or at another device, it's not gonna know that. And I, is there a workaround to yeah, make that easier? It, it can become a, a little more inconvenient, but that inconvenience can continue to help secure you more. And so if you're in a place where you can't get access to that, then I suggest just resetting it again. Yeah. Forget about um, trying to always remember your accounts and having them written down on on all kinds of paperwork. That that let the computer do the work. Yeah. And it's okay if you reset it every single day. Oh. Sounds like uh, a nightmare. It, it, but it yes. really sounds like a nightmare, but the reality is you can just go, I wait for the email to come in or I wait for a text and I hit uh, I hit the button and I say yeah. generate a new password. Right. So you're now using this multi-factor authentication uh -huh. and and really in that that regards it is um multi-factor in, in multi-factor authentication is really about who you are, what you have and what you know. So right. it can be any two of those and who you are is like biometrics, your eyes, your fingers, uh -huh. any part of that. The what you have is usually a phone or some kind of device. Mm -hmm. And then what you know could be a password or maybe a secret, um, like, you know, Question. what high school you went to yeah. or something like that. And so you're a dead cat. I'm yes, just a dead cat. And, and that is something that we can talk about because yeah. there's there's some other techniques that we can use. Uh huh. Um, to help continue to secure us and change our mindset. All right, we yeah. do want to take a quick break, but yes, I want to talk to you about some of those techniques. I want to talk to you about artificial intelligence or mm. AI because some things have come up and you're saying it's going to get a whole lot more crazy with that scammers is. and AI. We'll be right back. Welcome back to this episode of Ask Amy, where we're talking about cybersecurity with Tim Howard of Fortify Experts. Um, so you gave a lot of really good examples of things that we can do, letting our computers and the, the um, websites create the passwords. Let's talk about AI, um, artificial intelligence, and, and why, I mean, what difference does it make with AI and scams? Yeah, so um, AI is going to actually create more realistic scams and also um, take in a lot more of your personal data to like personalize these scams so that the level of, of um, a realistic uh, approach, it, you know, is really scary. In fact, the, also the challenge is now that they can um, come at you at a lot faster pace too. So they, you know, instead of maybe getting one a day, you might get uh, 10 a oh, day and, yeah. and so they, because they're leveraging technology they can come at you so much faster too but what really worries me the most is the emulation of voice and video uh -huh. so they can take a clip 
of you. Let's let's give you an example of. So, for instance, say your daughter, maybe your your teenage daughter, um, has a poem that she's reading, and you think it's really cute. So you post it on Facebook. Well, they can take a 15-second clip of that mm-hmm. uh, that audio and even the visual, and they can create an avatar that sounds like her and looks like her. Wow. And they then can post you or send you a video saying, hey, mom, I'm, I'm in trouble. I really need you to send me money to get me out of trouble. Or, you know, somebody's either kidnapped me or I'm in jail mm-hmm. or maybe my friend is, um, I'm with my friend and... We've broken down and I just need you to Venmo me, you know, $100 so that we can get a new tire. Yeah. And so these are things that are going to, it's going to actually happen. It's already happening right now. And I'll give you a a really good example. My um, uh, mother-in-law, who's up in her 80s, actually got a a phone call a couple of months ago. And it was from somebody she thought they claimed to be a grandson Uh who was in jail and needed bail money. I've heard of this before. it sounded like... It sounded like him. It sounded very realistic. Like he actually, which, who she thought was her grandson, was yes. on the phone. Yes. Wow. And so luckily, <clears throat> she did what we tend to coach is anytime there's a sense of urgency or it sounds too, be, too good to be true or there's just something odd about it, you need to really take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. And you really need to think about, hey, could this be a scam? And so she said, I'll call you back. Let me get a number. I'll call you back. Uh-huh. And then, she, of course, she called family members and they validated that it was a scam. So you just have to be really diligent when, and to be able to find ways to validate that these are real. Right. Stop and call your grandson at the number that you have for him. Yes. Right. And so something we've implemented in our own family is what we call code words. Uh-huh. So uh, for the example is how do you validate that that is real? Like a phone call is real. And so we use, again, like the dead cat thing. Uh-huh. It's like, so I'll, if, if somebody calls me and I, especially a family member, that I'm not sure it's real, I can just say the word dead cat. And they have to name off one of our dead cats. Oh. And all of a sudden, you know that there is uh, some validity behind that. So you right. could use uh, maybe a place that you like to vacation or something a little odd, like you could say the word Alabama or something like yeah. that, right? That everybody in the family knows and knows. you don't share. And it. you practice this. Yeah. Okay. And that there's another word that you ought to have in your family as well. And I call it kind of the bug out word. Uh-huh. So uh, say, for instance, you're in a grocery store and something happens. You want to have a code word that says, hey, heightened level of security, either get out or whatever. And so there may be a noise that you make. There there may be something to say, I'm in trouble. Uh-huh. And so it's the trouble word. And so if you get a scam or maybe a phone call, you can say EI or some kind of a, a banana or some uh-huh. kind of a word that is maybe uncommon. And the family says, oh my gosh, this person's in trouble. Uh-huh. And then now I can validate it. I mean, you see the stuff in spy shows. Right. Yeah. And we need we need to actually start doing this in our families to protect ourselves, to make sure that the the danger is real uh-huh. or we can notify somebody danger is real. And then on the flip side, um, can we validate this is right? Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. And then conversely, um, you know, they could impersonate the voice of someone of a loved one so that to trick you into thinking they're talking with somebody that you know on the other hand a lot of times we think oh i know what the scammers sound like they all sound the same they don't you know accents 
I've, I've now been getting calls from people who are like, oh my gosh, no, sounded super professional. Yeah. So then the scammers can use that to disguise their own voices to sound like a friendly mm-hmm. telemarketer or yeah. anybody. And, and, and keep in mind, this is big business. So they're going to they're going to get more and more professional. They're going to use AI to to take away the accents. They're going to make make them sound like you. They're going to make them sound like people that you know. And so again, validate if there's ever a, a, a request for money or a sense of urgency or if it sounds too good to be true or just odd, right? Yeah. You need to go back and validate. All right, Tim, this was all great information. We appreciate you coming in today. And we're going to make sure that we put a link to Fortify Experts on our website and in the show notes so that you know how to find Tim. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Yeah, everybody stay safe. Take care. 